Sip a Life Together, episode 78. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Sip a Life Together, episode 78. Still simplifying after all these years. Hi, and welcome back to Simple Life Together, a podcast dedicated to living a simpler life in the modern world. I'm Dan Hayes. And I'm Vanessa Hayes. Well, 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 here we are. Can you believe it? It's like three years later, and we're doing an update podcast. Oh, this is crazy. Just kind of let everybody know what all our simplifying efforts got us for all those years. So I guess a disclaimer first. If if you're new to the show, this is the first episode you've ever listened to, um... This is probably not going to make a whole bunch of sense to you. I would recommend going back, like a to few episodes, like to episode one, <laughs> and then uh, as a minimum, I would say go back to episode sixty-five and listen. Is that about? That's about when we decided, kind of the criteria of. Oh yeah, we decided we were going to leave Texas. Yeah. And um, and we were looking for a place to live, and we kind of went over some criteria right. on. Um, uh, what we were looking for. I think it was called it was called Strategic Simple Living. So I just pulled up the website. It was called um, SLT065 Strategic Simple Living. Yeah, and basically uh, we started the simplifying journey back in late 2012, I believe. Um, and we started the podcast in 2013. We were set on this course to get a big house, a lot of property, a lot of land. Um, and then we started to have second thoughts and... Um, and we kind of chronicled that and shared a lot of other different things on the show. And so, um, but we had a lot of listeners out there supporting us, uh, helping us out. And when we did make the decision to to move and find a place that really fit what we thought would be an ideal place for our family to live, we had all kinds of support and we made a decision. And here we are three years later and we are still simplifying and uh, it was a great decision, really. You know, we said all along that it was going to be a journey for us, and mm-hmm. we're still on the journey. Although it's been so long, I think you have your dates mixed up a little bit. Oh, really? So we went. To, we decided that we were going to simplify as we were landing in Portland, going WDS, to right? World Domination Summit. That was in 2011. Oh, I thought that was 12. And then we started the podcast. I think in November of 2012 was the first really? episode of the podcast. Oh, I'm yeah. off a year. Oh, my goodness. So it's wow. all good. Yeah, it's it, a blur now. Hey, married to me, time flies. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> it <laughs> it's does. all a blur. It's all a blur, a blur baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So. Oh, well, well, Dan, I think what we should do is go over that criteria and then kind of talk about how that all just kind of worked out. Is that, do you think that's a good well, place yeah, to start? Yeah, so, so the last, we did an update in... Uh, 2015. I believe so. It was we like were Decemberish. We were in an apartment. We had sold our house that we'd fixed up. Mm-hmm. We at, at that time we were uh, when we were doing the show on a regular basis. We were in. Uh, we were recording from our world shed quarters in our backyard. <laughs> we fixed up that house. We sold it. We talked about the selling process and and how much easier um, simplifying made that process and profitable too. Right. Um, made that process of selling the house and we did that update from when we were living in an apartment and we we sold the house and so we would have that money freed up to build the house that we're living in now which is kind of our this i mean it isn't kind of it is our, our dream home um a little different 
our dream changed a little bit along the way, but we'll, maybe we should talk. We'll talk about that too. Yeah. But um, uh, so we freed up the money to to build this house. We found the lot, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's where we should p- probably pick up. We'll we'll yeah. we'll talk about the criteria from uh, episode sixty five, strategic simple living, and then we'll maybe hit um, each one of those. I'll I'll talk about them one at a time, and then we'll talk about uh, how that played out. Yeah, just so you know, we are just going with the flow on this. Yeah, no scripting. We don't have any script, no... No notes. (laughs) No notes, we are just going for it. And we don't have our microphones set up like we used to in the studio. We are on our back porch in front of the fire. You'll probably hear the fire in the fireplace crackling in the background. The snow is falling outside. Our dogs are walking around, so you'll probably hear jingling... Tags, we're, we're dog, tag, tags. dog tags and stuff like that and uh, our daughter is uh, Sunshine is here and she's got a sleepover with a friend so there might be some giddying in the, back, <laughs> in the background um, so okay but so, we promised an update and so but uh, just disclaimer we're just kind of rolling with it so if you we're waiting bear, yeah let's just bear with us alright so <laughs> we're a, little, a little rusty so <laughs> <laughs> no kidding so um, we the the gist of that episode was um, the four direction ideation tool and how to um, systematically uh, take a look at where you're going looking outward inward backward and forward and the example we used was our search to find the perfect place to live and so uh, here are some of the things that we were looking for the first one is a quality grocery store within walking distance so how'd that play out it's not necessarily within walking distance, but it's pretty darn close. In the summertime, it is. It's not bad. It is. It really isn't bad. It's um, less than a mile in, in each direction. Yeah, and it's uh, it's great. It's not right, right around the corner. It's a little bit of a walk, but it's it's awesome. It's we have it right down the road. I mean, so yes, that worked out well. So yeah, so the um, I'd like so we have a, a like a regular chain um, grocery store. In one direction, and then the other direction, we have a co-op. A co-op, yes. Which is locally grown food, mm-hmm. um, you know, vegetables, everything in season, and then meats, and so forth. Lots of farmers around here too for like our, our grass-fed beef and stuff. We 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 go we got a what a quarter of a cow, and then uh, we keep that in the freezer here. Yeah. Butchered, of course. We don't just like torture the cow, put a quarter of it in the freezer, and make it sit there. No. <laughs> we, but yeah, the co-op is great. It's member-owned. Uh, we're members and uh, whatnot. But anybody can shop there, right? Right. And um, it's just really nice. It's nice to support support the uh, local farmers, and which is one of the things that we wanted to do. And that'll be another highlight on this list. So the next one is close to downtown shops, coffee shops, bookstores, diners. Local shops, etc. Yep. So we got that yeah, in spades. Yeah, spade. it's perfect. You can go either direction, um, east or west, and uh, on Main Street. And we're just two blocks off of Main Street. And it is. There's so many times where we have just said, "Let's just go for a walk. Let's go." And uh, we either go to Elm Street Bakery, it's one of our favorite places, or uh, there's a local brewery that we go to that's family friendly too. Uh, during the day and so we'll take our daughter and play games just so many things to do and then there's always always stuff going on and so it's just so easy to get to so but yeah um I, let me back up for just a second so for folks who might be their first time and they didn't listen to our direction and went back to 
to, <laughs> to listen uh, or to earlier episodes. So we're living in this little village called East Aurora, New York. All right, it's a beautiful little village. It's got like a brick road on the main street area. It's got a, an old five and dime that's been open since the 30s. Um, they filmed south Christmas. Of, south of Buffalo, just to get Yeah, about six, 16 miles south uh, east of Buffalo. They film Christmas movies here. It's a tiny little village, about 6,500 people. It's like a little postcard. So if you go on to like the Google machine and just type in East Aurora, New York, and then you know look at images and see things about it. We have parks, all sorts of stuff. So that's where we ended up. So we have. Um, so if we walk two blocks south of us, and we have starting at the circle, we have the place that's voted the best wings and roast beef sandwiches in Buffalo. That's called <laughs> Barbell Tavern. Yeah. Right. Huh? Next to that is uh, a, a whiskey bar called One Eighty Nine. And then there's Aurora Brew Works that's mm-hmm. next to that, and that has a little basement. And then across the street from that, there's another place opening up called the Irishman. <laughs> all right. I'm laughing because it's all like it's all these bars, bars and pubs and pubs or whatever, and, but they're great social gathering areas. Of course too. they are. Nice. Yeah. And um, and then there's a, a Aurora Cider Works I think is yes. opening up across the street from that as well. The other thing is in this village, you can have an open container, and so if you like, you could leave one, one tavern and have a drink and go to another one. So when they have like open house, the businesses have an open house mm-hmm. around Christmas time or you know, uh, small business Saturday. Yeah. They they'll like give you a glass of wine and you can take that wherever you want in the village. So right. And then at the other end, there's um, the Globe Hotel. Restaurants. The restaurants, Griffin. Uh, a couple different bakeries. Um, yeah. And actually, three different bakeries, <laughs> if you An, think about Another it. large brewery, 42 North. Yeah, that one's big. Um, Griffin Gastropub mm-hmm. and Taste of East Aurora. Mm-hmm. So there's all sorts of little shops, um, bookstores, diners. We've got a little library um, you know, within walking distance from us. Um, and I mean, there's times when we we may drive somewhere and have a good time, and then walk home. Right. Right. That's what. That's nice. It's safe. It's not like we're lushes, you know. No. I mean, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know we're not. But um, uh, and then there's a little speakeasy that we go to when we have a date night. We go down. It's a little um, basement bar underneath this. Uh, that another local and business owns. The only thing speakeasy about it is that they don't have a sign and publish it. It's just you got to get word of mouth to know where it is, but it's something like, yeah. was it the 20s, the 30s? Yeah, the 20s? they're in prohibition, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but um, I do find after there. a couple of drinks there, I do speak easier. <laughs> I can't believe you just did that. <laughs> quite, quite easier. Um, so the next one that was on the list was we'd like to live near water, not an ocean, preferably a creek or a river or even a lake. Mm. Well, Buffalo is surrounded by water. It's um, it's on Lake Erie, and so it has sunsets over Lake Erie. And if you've never been to the Great Lakes, they're like little oceans. They are oceans. So we said no ocean, but these are kind of cool oceans. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, of course, it has the Niagara River and Niagara Falls oh, to the north of Buffalo, mm-hmm. to the south of Buffalo as the Buffalo River. And then in the, in the little village we're in, there's a tiny little brook uh, that runs behind our house that kind of bisects the, uh, um, the village. It's called Tannery Brook, and that empties out into Casanova Creek, which is a 
if we were still living down in Texas, it'd be called a river. It would be a river in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's, you know, everything around here, the, uh, the geology is, um, is uh, all glacial. So there's very, uh, the, there's very deep ravines. Right. Um, you know, so lots of little lakes, streams, runoff. Yeah, it's like we, Dan and I went on a uh, date day. We went to Watkins Glen. Um, that was about an hour or so away, hour and a half away. Yep. Beautiful, like, I don't know, you call it like a, is that a gorge or is it just? It is, it's a gorge, yeah, but it's, oh my goodness. but it's formed by glaciers as they form the Finger Lakes. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, or maybe it's the other way around. Maybe the glacier came the other way and then the Finger Lakes were the tributary because I think it, yeah, flows into the lake. Well, whatever it is, it's, real it's nice. beautiful. Something it's up. just stunning, and they've got wineries everywhere. We haven't tried those out or anything, but it's just beautiful area. So, a lot to see, and definitely have options when it comes to water. We've gone fishing, we've gone fly fishing. Um, you know, you've got other lakes, not just the Great Lakes, but you have other lakes that we've gone boating and had fun with, with family and friends. So, uh, yeah, plenty of like outdoor stuff too. So right. Um, the next thing was uh, small acreage to maintain, uh, a quarter of an acre to one acre max. Well, we don't even have a quarter acre. We have a small village lot. So the way it went down was, um, to cut a little bit of the backstory in case it's been a while since you listened, we, we had four acres uh, that backed up to a state natural area in Texas. And that's where we were going to build. We wanted to, well, at least I wanted to be. I think I was kind of the driver there. I didn't want to be around anybody. I didn't want to see another structure from where we were going to be building. Um, I just think I was ready for a break yep. from society and <laughs> people. I, it was just, you know, I was, at the end of my career, I, I just wanted to be um, anonymous and away from everything. And... Um, and then completely switched to want to be in a village, part of a community, and I guess I just snapped out of it. So that's why we sold the land in Texas, and that sold really quick. And, um, and then that's when we, we were in that, that interim period where we were trying to decide where we were going to live. And the original plan, remember this, babe? We were, gonna, we were going to um, homeschool Sunshine for a year. We're going to hit the road for a year. Hit the road. We had our teardrop camper, which if you're a regular listener, you know how much we love that teardrop camper. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get to that in just a few minutes. Yeah. But um, so um, uh, we were going to take that on the road for a year and look around for places to live. And people said, um, you know, you listener listeners would email us and say, oh, check out Asheville, North Carolina. Check out Franklin, Tennessee. Check out here Chattanooga and there. Chattanooga too, or I can't remember. Yeah. There's some other areas. So, and so we actually went and, and saw some of them, and then we ended up kind of saying someplace just like East, East Aurora, Aurora. Mm-hmm. but I think the th- what we were hung up on was milder winters. Until we got to the point where our, where you said you keep saying why not East Aurora. How about East Aurora? Yeah, <laughs> yeah he just, Dan just never thought I'd go for. The winters, and I absolutely love them. As a matter of fact, we have a major snowstorm going on. Snowstorm Harper, I think is what it's called. Is that what it's called? Um, but uh, <laughs> everyone else is in a panic about it. We're like, bring it on. And Sunshine and I went skiing this morning. We went to a movie downtown. We just, or here in the village. 
uh, it's just not stopping us. We're out walking around. The dogs are running around in the snow. They love it. And um, so, yeah, the winters have been wonderful. I've been enjoying all of it. I love the snow. I prefer the snow over rain. You're right. Me too. <laughs> so yesterday we, we split wood outside and we stacked wood for fires for this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. And then while you were at the movies today with Sunshine, I was out at, we have a state park um, half a mile, mm-hmm. not even that, from us, uh, 600 acres of uh, farmland and I think 400 acres of woods. And uh, I was out uh, cross-country, well, it's kind of like cross-country skiing. It's ski-shoeing, really. It's a hybrid ski. But I was out there, and, and there was, I ran into a neighbor, yep. a friend of ours. Which happens all the all time. All the time, and, and so, <laughs> you know, which is unusual for us in San Antonio. That just didn't happen to us. Where we run into people that we, you know, live by and talk to. Right. We just all the time are running into people. And we each actually run into people even in Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. The bigger part of the area, you know, but uh, which is just, it's Buffalo's a small city. Yeah. And people just, what do they call it? It's the city of friendly neighbors. That's it. And, and uh, but anyway, so we love our village, but uh, Buffalo is really coming along too. So anyway. We, um, that was our... Yeah, that was the hang-up, was winter. Or at least we thought it was at the time. It turned out not to be, and not only is it not a hang-up, it's been a real plus for us. It is, it has been. Um, so, um, I guess, I think that what I was leading into on that was, um, uh, we're in a small village lot. So, we found an empty lot in the village. We got so lucky and uh, we were able to build on that, and we'll get to the house in a little while. Yeah, because right. one of our, I, so I'm trying to back, bring it back, because you talked about how the plan was for us to go and the, hit the road for a year. Right, Well, yes. then one summer, it was summer 2014, we just had a long trip plan. It was like a two or three week, week uh, summer trip. Yeah. Dan had a, I think a mastermind group meeting in Franklin, Franklin Tennessee. Tennessee. And then Sunshine and I flew out and met with him. He had the camper, the teardrop, and then we just headed up kind of the east, um, up towards the you know northeast. And then it was awesome because we stopped at different places like Asheville, well Franklin, Asheville, and then some other small villages. Hershey, Pennsylvania. Hershey, Pennsylvania, and then wrapped around into the Adirondacks. Came into uh, I went through Shenandoah first, and then wrapped into the Adirondacks. It doesn't matter. <laughs> we get a bunch of different places and then end up here in East Aurora where we usually vacation and visit family. And that's when we just were like, well, wait, wait a minute. This is kind of a great place to... Perfect. And we, we stumbled across this empty lot and then the rest is history. Yep. We were able to get the lot and... And I think we did shows on that. I think we did talk about it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then we were able to design and build a house based on simplicity and organization and all that. We'll get to the house in a little bit. Um, the next one on the list was good schools or good homeschool co-ops if needed, and we have fantastic schools. Yeah, they're top in the state and even uh, ranked high in the nation, I believe, so right. for public schools. Yeah. Awesome. And, and they're, <laughs> our daughter just walks like when she was going, either way, it yeah. was first elementary school, then she goes the opposite direction well, to middle blocks. school. Two blocks max. It's yeah, two village blocks. It is awesome. There's no having to wait at the bus stop, or she just walks there, and she walks in the snow. <laughs> it's just yeah. how it is. You gotta get used to it there. <laughs> so she has no problem walking in the snow and walking home, and or walking to. They have a little after school club that they have here yep. in the village, and 
it's, which is wonderfully run. It's a great place for the kids to go and hang out. And, and then on a lot of days when they have like parent-teacher conference and it's a half days, half a day, the local businesses pay for the movie theater and the kids can go watch free movies in the movie theater paid for by the local businesses. How cool is that? That's great. Um, so the next thing on the list was we prefer an empty lot to build to our exact liking. Well, we got that and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Awesome. Um, no size restrictions on the home. For us, that means smaller, not bigger. Again, we'll talk about the home in a little bit. <laughs> no homeowners association. We don't have one. No. It's a little neighborhood, little village. Um, so the next one was, if there is a homeowners association open to green and sustainable building techniques or upgrades, so that's not applicable for us. Reasonable tax rates. Well, it is New York. So the taxes are a little bit higher, but the good news is they don't tax my military retirement. And we do get a real good break on property taxes um, uh, as well. So so, uh, we got that break as well. Local farmer's markets. We do have the farmer's market down the street during the summer in season. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, off-season we have the co-op. I think it's like six or seven months that the farmer's market runs. And it is within walking distance. It is awesome. And then there's other ones around. There's a bunch of different villages around the, the South Towns. And so you can hit theirs, too. So you can hit just different markets. But we have one right here, and it's, it's great. If you're looking for fresh produce, flowers, yeah. whatever. And just when you're driving around here, though, uh, in the summertime, there's all those little roadside uh, vegetable stands, uh-huh. fruit stands, and you know, farmers. get your corn and, mm-hmm. and all that. And um, so that's really neat. Um, the next one is outdoor activities easily accessible: fishing, camping, hiking, biking. We have more here than we ever dreamed of. It's it is incredible. We have a beach because it's on the Great Lake uh, Lake Erie. It's like an ocean, but they have sandy beaches. You feel like you're uh, at the ocean. So that's pretty awesome, and that's maybe 40 minutes away. Um, then you've got beautiful lakes, some small, some big. You can go south into Pennsylvania. Uh, Kinzu, I think, is where uh, I went with some family. Absolutely beautiful down there. And, uh, of course, we've got different streams and things like that. You've got skiing. We have skiing less than 20 minutes away from us. <laughs> Like yeah. I was just there this morning with sunshine. We have a, a ski pass. Because you got to stay busy. You know, we love the winter, but you can totally hibernate here if you let yourself. Yeah, you sure can. But uh, because some people just really, and they do here. It's amazing because come spring, <laughs> people come out of the woodwork. They're like, wait, I haven't seen you all season. But, uh, but yeah, we've, there's plenty of things to do in, uh, in the area. There's mountain biking. There's just all kinds of stuff outdoor stuff, camping, you name it. It's and it's all so close. The thing about Texas and I I love I, I love Texas. And there will always be a special place in my heart uh, for Texas. But sometimes you really had to drive a distance to get anywhere different or yeah. new, you know. We were lucky to be in uh, right at the cusp of the hill, hill country, which is stunning and, and beautiful in its own way. But you had to really kind of drive to these different areas where we have a lot just right on our back door, we've got parks, just state parks, right here in the village. Yeah. <laughs> right, basically just a quick walk away where we take the dogs all the time and just hang out. It's just very peaceful. So, um, since it's topical, and, and you just mentioned parks, mm-hmm. 
let's just so we have uh, in the village we have Knox Farm State Park, mm -hmm. and then there's, that also has an equestrian center and a polo grounds yes. as part of it. We take our, um, our our dogs out there, Charlie and Scout. We uh, uh, take them. I can't say the word because they're like laying right here. If I say S P O T, um, they'll jump. Them, yeah. The the S P O T. If I say the word, they'll jump up and think we're going. Yeah. But, yeah. but um, so but I, we take them there, run around a little bit. So we have Knox, and then we have in the village here we have uh, Hamlin Park. Hamlin Park. Which is a playground, you know, ball fields. Like and a, a play, a little theater. Aurora there? Players Club, yeah, house, where, which is a little theater troupe that's been going for, I think, 60 years. Yeah, a long time. Um, Our daughter performs there too. Yeah. It's amazing. So you have that park, they also have Majors Park. Yep, yeah, forgot about Majors Park. Majors Park. Sinking Water. Ponds. Sinking Ponds. Um, and then Hunter's Creek. That's, yep, yeah, that one too. And then, and that's all. That's Emory. all within five minutes. Emory Park, yeah, that's all within five minutes. Emory Park's beautiful. So the uh, Emory Park um, is a, a like a WPA built park. The uh, Works Progress Association or whatever. <laughs> there was a Civilian Construction Corps and the WPA Work Projects Administration during the '30s. Um, you know, during the Depression era. And so they, a lot of the structures were built uh, by them there in Chestnut Ridge, which I think a long time ago, one of our first trips here, uh, one of our trips here when we were still doing the podcast, we talked about going to the Eternal Flame, yes, didn't we? I think so. So there's this, um, in one of the creeks in Chestnut Ridge Park, which is about 15 minutes from here, um, there's the Eternal Flame where there's a, a, a waterfall and then there is a natural... Um, gas leak behind the waterfall, and so there's a a, fly, a, a flyer a fire <laughs> that uh, that burns all the time uh, behind the um, uh, waterfall. So it's the eternal flame. It's and it used to be just something you used to go to as a kid yeah. and as a teenager, and now it's they made nice trails for it. It's like it's like a destination yeah. spot. It's know? really something. It's it's beautiful. So I think there's only like three or four known eternal flames around the world. And so if you again in the Google machine look up eternal flame, and that'll probably show up there. And um, <laughs> um, so I mean, just tons of parks just within a few minutes of right. here. Either walk or drive, because right. you you walk to Knox with the with the dogs. Oh yeah, it's right. Yeah, and, and so I walk by Hamlin all the yeah. time. And it's open fields. As a matter of fact, and at this Knox State Park, it used to be privately owned, um, and then the family turned it over to the state. And it used to be one of the owners of was it uh, Woolworths? Right. He um, Seymour Knox was uh, he owned his own five and dime stores, and then he merged with a cousin who was Woolworths, Woolworths. and he stayed on. And he was a you know a VP of Woolworths. Right. And then they raised horses and things like that. And yep. they had, and then there's also polo fields right there too. Yep. So, um, and then every year here they'll have a polo match. I mean, there's just something going on. I know I'm kind of bouncing around, but uh, you were talking about parks. Right. And that's, you know, that's just here inside the village. Outside, there's even more. I mean, it's just, uh, you can go to Buffalo, uh, there's Night, you know, Niagara Falls. And that beaver, what's it, the island? Is it? Beaver Island. Beaver yeah. Island. It's beautiful. Oh, that, right next to the... That's, that's uh, Beaver Island is on Grand Island. Oh, it's great. It's park, a park on Grand Island. Yeah. And then the, the, you're talking about the one at Niagara Falls? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
But there's there's just there's so much go to go explore and and do and I have to tell you it's you know, when people think of Buffalo they think of the snow and that's all they think about is just the snow. Well, they can get some pretty crazy snow here because of the lake effect, and so. Uh, but they they're built to handle it here. But there's so much more to this area, Western New York in general, um, and and Buffalo. I mean, heck, Dan and I were on a sailboat on Lake Erie this. The summer. Yeah, big three-masted schooner. And then we went boating on the was it the Buffalo River or that Niagara River? Niagara. Right, Niagara River, where you can see the falls, you know, the spray coming up from behind us. Um, but uh, to go, you know, just to be hanging out on a boat, right here you on know, a river. I mean, there's just so much more that it offers here That's than, for sure. than people realize, and um, the the snow really is kind of inconsequential. <laughs> It, you know, <laughs> for the locals here. It's, yeah. it's funny. Um, it just today, um, I do this other po- podcast that um, I just kind of do it anonymously. But I was saying, the lead-in was, um, what do you do when the weather t- turns bad? Do you give in to the weather and let it control you, or do you take control and use the weather to your, to your advantage? In my village, all around western New York, we tend to grab the weather by the tail and ride it for all it's worth, especially in the winter. Folks in and around Buffalo just seem to find a way to make the weather fun. That's right. You know, that's that's what it's all about here. Absolutely do. And the, but the summers, the summers are gorgeous. Are, oh, they are wonderful. <laughs> and the falls are... Uh, the only season, honestly, I'm not super thrilled about is the spring when, when it's real rainy. When it's raining, yeah. But like this spring, we didn't have a lot of rain. It went from... We got snow, I think, April 19th, and then it turned nice. Yeah, it was crazy. It was, it was like a battle of the seasons. Yeah. <laughs> I had a picture of a <laughs> took a picture of our front yard and we had this beautiful purple flower popping out of the grass and yet snow was right next to it. I was like, what's it gonna be? And this yeah. is like in the middle of April. It's like yeah. what's it gonna be? Come on, something's gotta give here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, but you can have seventy degree weather in December, which we've had. Yeah. You know, it's just it and and when we do, people come out of the woodwork, they take advantage of it, they'll stop everything they're doing to go for a walk and enjoy a beautiful day. As a matter of fact, we, that's when we went to the Eternal Flame. That was, uh, and uh, that was a was a January or a February break. And just to, th- I think it was, I don't know, I don't. But it was remember. a warm, but it was a big warm spell. And like uh, but but the whole point of it, I think, is that folks will take advantage of what they you just they adapt to the environment here. They sure do. You know, and I realized that for someone like me who lived my entire life pretty much in the south for the most part. There was a couple of stints, you know, in Idaho, and then um, I lived in Germany for a little bit, and of course, yeah, Virginia, but it was, uh, I, I had nice weather all the time. Yeah. And so when I saw people hibernate, but then when they came out and it was just so bustling in the summers, where in the summers it was so darn hot in most of the areas I lived in, it wasn't as active. And, uh, and you get kind of the opposite here. But what I really appreciate is that I, I, I get it now. After living you know a couple of years here, I get you have to seize the moment, really. Mm-hmm. You have to seize that weather and just drop what you're doing, get out there, enjoy the sunshine, <laughs> and go for a walk, whether it's with your dog or your spouse or your friends or whatever. Just get out. And people do that all the time. You always say, um, well, this is really our third, we're coming into our, we had our third Christmas here. Yes, so, right? third so we, we've been here two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but when it comes springtime, you're like, I love to see everybody come out of their house and everybody starts taking, fixing up their yard yeah. and doing all the post winter maintenance. And, and, uh, and, and in a, like a three week period, these, it goes from everything just dormant or bare to, you know, just lush and beautiful. It's almost like and, the wizard of Oz where it's a black and white. And yes. Boom. You're in color. You're, you've entered Oz. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, good... it switches just like that here. I'm going to um, take a quick break so you can talk. I'm going to throw some more wood on the fire. Okay, so what's the next thing on the list, though, before you start throwing some wood on there? All right. It's um, local attitudes and atmospheres, not too stuffy, easygoing community, and blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, definitely it's great here. <laughs> um, matter of fact, it's kind of a little bit of a joke. We call it, we live in la-la land. <laughs> Even the locals say that. Um, as much as uh, folks love Buffalo, and Buffalo's really kind of um, seen a regrowth and with businesses and just kind of turning things around as far as they have great food, they've got folks rebuilding different uh, neighborhoods, um, things like that. Buffalo is really going through a nice resurgence. But, uh, but still, the South Towns here, and especially East Aurora, it is just a different it's just different and people support one another um, they are involved the community is amazing they're all I mean one of the first experiences Dan and I had here was when we came here that first move remember we had we had we moved here twice basically <laughs> we had to make two moves here um, well didn't we come here to we with one set of we came up here we rented a u-haul so everything after we moved out of the apartment we you know kind of simplified down yeah. everything fit in the u-haul and we drove that up here yeah and then my son was graduating high school remember so we put yes. all our stuff in storage here we were only here a day or two we flew back down to texas stayed with him for his uh graduation and 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 uh his mom and and then uh, and then we drove back up here they drove everything just the vehicles and everything else back but we drove the u-haul together that's what it was yeah um anyway and there was a there was a reason behind all that to make the two trips and it was it was fantastic but uh but when we were here together they had a big fundraiser at the ice rink they have an ice that's rink right. yeah and there was a huge fundraiser for um the for a kid that was injured right somehow and he was a local kid and was an accident. I think he ended up getting partially uh, paralyzed and stuff like that. So they were getting funds, and it was amazing. The community support that was here. people out. But they do it all the time, no matter what it is. Uh, matter of fact, the local boys and girls club, um, their major sponsor had done some shifting and a realigning of where they wanted to focus their funds, and it was shifting towards a different support group and not necessarily, you know, not boys and girls clubs. So they found themselves, I can't remember, $50,000, dollars or something, a deficit, maybe even more than that, to fund for the year. But it was amazing how they came up with all these different fundraisers, different groups, uh, different businesses, came up with different ways to raise money to make sure that these programs didn't stop, right. didn't cease. That's just, how, that's just what this community does. Yeah. They pull together, and they just come with different ideas it's okay well we we lost that major sponsor well we got a whole village and it takes a village yeah. and they do it here and it's just so impressive and you know Dan mentioned um, 
taxes, and I don't know if this has to do with the local attitudes, but as far as just support and mm-hmm. whatnot, but especially with um, <clears throat> you know, the taxes, they, they are high here, but we get to, you know, we manage it and then it all balances out for us, but it's really cool to see your tax dollars at work, especially like your local village taxes, where you can set out your debris and they pick it up. You, um, they, if you have bolt type garbage, you just call up and coordinate and you tag your gear, your stuff, they come and pick it up. Um, they have street sweepers that keep the area nice, so they keep it nice and clean. Yeah. Um, it's, whereas when you live in big cities or bigger suburban areas, sometimes you don't always see that. Sometimes you do, but sometimes you don't. And, um, and I love that. But as far as going back to this topic, as far as the local attitudes and, and whatnot, <clears throat> big on volunteering, big on helping each other, but even just on our block here, on our city, or our uh, street here, we have a variety of older and younger neighbors. Uh, we're kind of right in the middle there. And we all have supported one another in some way, yeah. some shape or form. Matter of fact, our house, we hosted a baby shower. A whole block here. A whole block was here. Yeah, every, everybody came here. It was perfect. All of our neighbors were here. And you know, we had this open space layout, and it was a perfect setting for um, this baby shower because it was the men and the women came and um, and it was just awesome and and then they'll have you know neighborhood picnics and we get invited to, you know just kind of socialize but if you need something we're right there for you it, and literally if it's a cup of sugar <laughs> we're right there for yeah. you <laughs> or hey can you watch my kid for just a, a couple hours while I, I gotta go run an errand yep got it no problem and that I don't know that Dan and I really had that, and uh, so I love that about here. We have awesome neighbors here. So. Yeah, I think it's um, uh, you hit the nail on the head when saying that uh, it's just uh, it's different from what we had before. And I don't know that that was our neighborhood or that was us and how we felt like we fit into it. We I think we said that before on different shows. We didn't we weren't catching that vibe in in suburbia, but we're catching it here in this village. Yeah. And uh you know, it's it probably sounds to if if I was just a, a listener and I downloaded this podcast and I was listening to it, it almost sounds like we're still in a honeymoon phase with yeah. with this village, but we really are. I mean, we re- we just it's been a couple of years, but we love it. Okay, but here's the the interesting thing is that yeah, we're in a honeymoon phase. But when we talk to people that have been here 30, 40, 50 years, they still are too. They still love it too. too. Yeah, They're just true. like, this is, oh, this is such a great place to raise a family. Oh my, you know, I was raised here. I left, but I had to come back. My kids, I raised them. They left. They came at the, They always come back. Right. <laughs> they love it. So here. I think the, to kind of boil it all down, uh, just at the, we're still at the kind of the macro perspective right now. All of our, um, Everything we did to simplify our lives mm-hmm. led to this point now. Yeah. Um, we didn't know that this was where we were going to end up when we started out, but it's kind of like when I when I do team building with folks. Um, you know, when you you leave uh, the East Coast driving to the West Coast in the middle of the night, your headlights. Uh, don't reach from the east coast to the west coast. You don't know the whole way. Yeah. You your headlights only go so far, and it's just kind of like that in life. You plan uh, a, a little bit at a time, as far as your headlights can take you, hopefully. And then the further you go, your headlights reach further, and before you know it, you're at your destination. And that's kind of what we did with our 
with our big move here. A lot of good planning, yeah. some of it, uh, some leaps of faith, um, but uh, it, it really, I feel like we practice what we preached as far as uh, life planning and, and keeping our pillars. Way back early in the show, we talked about our five pillars of faith, family, finances, fitness, and freedom. And, um, and really keeping those things in mind as we um, plan this whole endeavor out. And, uh, and from the macro, sticking at the macro right now, it has really worked out well for us. And, and uh, so if, if, if anybody, if I would encourage anybody to, to take anything out of that is to um, sit down with those that you love that are close to you and start your start some life planning. Absolutely. Um, I always in, uh, th- thought that um, the beginning with the end in mind certainly helps. Mm-hmm. And if that means sitting down and writing out your own eulogy, yep. then that's what that means. Mm-hmm. And then working your way backwards from there. And uh, the clearer you can make that plan, the more executable the steps of your plan will be. And that's coming from somebody who still doesn't know what he wants to do when he grows up, <laughs> you know. Uh, but but I, I know uh, how I want to uh, feel. I know what interests me. I've always had this strong sense of place that I wanted to feel, yeah. and especially the simplicity part. Um, the more I can live uh, with without negative friction and negative drama the happier I am. It gives me that, uh, it makes me feel like I belong more and it gives me the ability to be more creative and to, you know, love my family and appreciate those around me uh, better. And um, and we've certainly found a lot of that here. It's interesting you say that. I, you know, I'm in a dental hygiene program right now. I'm actually entering my last semester. But, and I'm probably the oldest, the second oldest by only a month. <laughs> in our entire class but when word got out that I was used to be a professional organizer of course there's a little bit of interest I need your help on this and that I actually had a professor ask me well where would you begin with helping somebody organize and I was talking about the same thing I was like what's your life plan what do you want out of life what are your priorities in life you can organize anything but you've got to start there and then it's amazing how you can put things into perspective. Things start to happen. I have been just, I mean, Dan and I were sitting here, I think it was yesterday morning, in front of the fire again, and just having talks. And it was like, wow, we really had accomplished a lot. And a lot faster than we expected. But it all started with, what the heck do we want our lives to look like? And it may just sound so overly simplified, but there was just... It's very powerful. Whether you want to call it goals or whatever, uh, your pillars, your life plan, whatever you want to call it, you need to sit down and figure out what it is that you want. If you don't plan your life, life will plan it for Absolutely. you. And that's It'll happen to you. Absolutely. So, so you kind of um, oh, you kind of dropped a bombshell there as oh. far as you're in the dental hygiene program. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's take it... Um, Let's take it back, a, a, peel that back a little bit. So what happened with the professional organizing? So when we did decide to move, I just the thought of trying to restart my business over was a little daunting and just mm-hmm. trying to find new clientele. 
But I also, deep in my heart, I've always wanted to go into something medical since I was a kid. I was going to be a doctor. It's just that's what I wanted to be. But then, of course, you get to college and things just get a little bit tougher, and then life takes you on different course. And for some reason, I decided to go into criminal justice and then become an officer in the Air Force. <laughs> but I've always wanted to go into the medical field. Well, um, fast forward, here we are, we get ready, we're getting ready to move, and I saw it as a chance to start over, like a new, like, or not start over, but just a new opportunity. Like, this is my chance to do what I've always wanted to do, is go into something medical, you know, related, and, uh, and dental hygiene ends up being the area that I really of interest, and so, scary, and actually, I've been looking into this. I was looking into this before we even started our simplicity journey. Yeah, is when sure I got were, out of the yeah. air. When I got out of the Air Force, I was like, "What yeah. do I want to do?" And that was one of the first things I was looking at that or nursing. But it was such a demanding program. I mean, the to get into the program was so hard that it was just daunting. But the timing didn't really work for us. And then right. I ended up going to organizing, which was a wonderful decision. We moved and then yeah. doing organizing, and it was a great decision because organizing will always be a part of my life. So anyway. Got here, started, got accepted into the school, the college here, and then I had to do a year of prereqs, and then um, I started the program. Then I started the program. Luckily, I was one of the top selectees and got into. I mean, they have like six hundred applicants for only sixty slots. Come on, yeah. <laughs> and I was scared to death. You were the, the top selectee. Well, yeah, yeah, I wasn't going to say anything, but yeah. okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> but it was a lot of hard work, but it yeah. was all planning and strategizing how are we going to do this but um in the program and then but organizing hasn't left I, no, it I hasn't left say. me at all i use organizing in school i help other students i create checklists for them i've had professors who have asked me for some advice i meet with them <laughs> and ask them how to uh they want feedback on the program from a student perspective, but once they realized I also have uh, some background and uh, training and some other things. And they also keep asking you uh, if you consider teaching, right? Uh, yeah, at some point in time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, because of the because of my background, but also when they see me interact one on one with my patients, yeah. they're just like, wow. But well, you know, but I have to say that that no matter, um, it I think it's just natural with. People when they they first meet one another and they're first kind of exploring, getting to know one another and so forth. Um, it's not as easy as like like the dogs. They go out and they sniff each other's butts and then boom, they automatically <laughs> know each other, right? And, and they. And, um, but with people, uh, and you talk about so what do you do? What's your background? What have you? The second it comes out that you are a professional organizer. Um, it's always like, oh my gosh, do I need you? Or they're just everybody. That's when you see you physically see everybody lean in, and and take an interest because it's something that so many people need. Mm-hmm. But I, but it it is, um, it was, uh, some a, a very big consideration about moving from mm-hmm. Texas to here and then reestablishing, especially when you knew that. It, no matter what happens, it'll always be part of your life, yeah. and you uh, and you wanted to fulfill that goal of doing something yeah. in the medical field as well. Mm-hmm. But even here, you've helped neighbors, I've helped neighbors. family. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, know. I did a whole garage reorganization yeah. for family, and then uh, did some consulting with another neighbor down the road, and just it, it just 
just to be neighborly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was very fulfilling. And a matter of fact, <laughs> I was looking back at some of my videos. I still have videos on YouTube. And I was like, those were actually, that, that was a, those were a lot of effort, but man, they're actually pretty good. That's pretty good info. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, people are a lot fancier on YouTube these days. It's so much easier than it was, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, just, they look professional. But, you know, we did a lot of great things, you know, and, and it was such a great run. I mean, I did it for about six years. Yeah. And, and it's still a part of me, and I'm still very connected with a lot of organizers. Um, <clears throat> and uh, we still communicate and talk and yeah. even visit with a lot of them. So... Um, so yeah, so that was big. It did a big career shift, but I, I am ready to be done with school. It's very demanding. <laughs> this yep. is going on two and a half years, and I say that it's tougher than my bachelor's and master's combined. It's just it's very intense, and I, I underestimated how intense it was going to be. I'm not afraid of tough work at all, but I am ready to kind of get moving. Um, yeah. But I love the career field. You talk about. Your, the patients that you work with now, mm-hmm. like you used to talk about with clients, mm-hmm. about how much you cared about them, and, mm-hmm. and, and either way you're up in their grill one way or another, either it's, whether it's their closet or their mouth. Right, yeah. You know? it, it's, you're non-judgmental. Yeah. Everyone has a different situation, just like they had different situation with the organizing struggles. People have different situation, whether it's a lack of knowledge um, or just not understanding the ramifications and not caring for your oral health. I'm there to educate because I believe in educating them and when I educate somebody then I can empower them to make changes right. and I tell you every actually matter of fact one of my clients I, uh, who has uh, struggles a little bit with his oral care um, it's a little bit of a, a, a tougher case but he's already reporting I'm, I'm flossing every day I'm doing this I've cut back on my sugars because I don't know it just takes somebody who's really passionate to make a change to make a change of somebody yeah and if you're not being treated like a number yeah. and being processed, you know, and so that's a totally different topic. But bottom line is organizing was a tough decision. Loved it. Still always be a part of my life, but I love where I am. I'm, I'm where I'm meant to be. I believe right. that. Absolutely. So as far as uh, my stuff was concerned, before we left San Antonio, and I think I mentioned this in the last update that we did, um, I did go back to work uh, for... I think I agreed to a six-month contract, and I think that went out to a seven seven months. Uh, back to work with Uncle Sam and um, uh, doing some stuff um, for um, the, some folks that I used to work with, and then um, it was kind of good timing. It was a little extra money to put towards the house, and it worked out yeah. for us real well. But so then, um, and then I just came up uh, when we moved up here. I had no long-term plans. To go to work and still not. I've done a little bit of things here and there, but nothing, um, nothing major. No major career moves right. um, since we've been here. So, but I want to talk about when we did leave San Antonio. All right, um, a couple of folks, a lot of folks have actually uh, either mentioned on our Facebook page or emailed personally, and they wanting to know about. Uh, the house and we'll get to the house mm-hmm. in a little bit matter of fact let me see let me look and see how much we're we're almost that we're 52 minutes into this um so we, we, we may up. we may have to break this up into two episodes but i'll post them both at the same time so we'll get to the house but 
in the interim, before the house was done, so we moved here and they had just broken ground on the house. All right. right. We'll talk about the how we designed the house and things like that in a, in a, in a bit. But our plan uh, was we were going to move here and probably for about a month to a month and a half. <laughs> I know where you're going with this. We were going to live in the teardrop camper, right? <laughs> Yep. So and we figured, well, you know, no biggie. We were going to do a year on the road with yeah. it anyway. So we'll just live in our 40 square foot, which is essentially a queen size bed on wheels. We'll just live in that for our two months. <clears throat> that turned into seven, seven months. months. <laughs> and we were in Buffalo, New York in the third week of December. And, and, and luckily, sometimes in life you have choices. And our choices at that point were either let the door freeze open or let the door freeze shut. So, <laughs> so, you were getting iced in. You were, you were doing at school. You were doing prereqs, chemistries, yes. and uh, I mean crazy classes. So we're doing a house build, living in this camper. I started school. We're in a brand new neighborhood. I mean, talk about some major life challenges. Big time. I'm trying to figure out where to study and this and that. Now, luckily, we were in the driveway of your family, your nephew, who's more like a brother to you. Yeah. They let us park in their driveway. They're saints. But and they have, but they have a small house themselves. Yeah. So we really couldn't even hang out in the house because they had three teenagers. Right. In this tiny, I mean, their house was. Not that we we were very welcome, but we didn't want to impose. They were amazing, but <laughs> it was just. Our two months had already turned into seven. So, you know, I'm like, uh, you know, here I'm trying to study in the camper. And then it started to get cold, and then anytime you go to the bathroom, you're getting out. In the, it's like because you're camping. You're basically camping. Yeah. And so, it, yeah. So there was, it was very trying. I loved it. He loved it. I was not a fan. So, so that long. <laughs> yes. So anybody who's listened to us for any length of time knows you're the organizer. Yeah. I'm the simplifier. That's that's really what it's all about. But I can simplify for me real easy. I don't need a lot. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but when but. you have to pack your whole bag and because you got to take your big toiletry kit to the bathroom and then you're in this, it was just every day. It just I wanted my own space because I wanted all my stuff to have it, their homes, which is yeah. what I do when I organize. Yeah. Everything has a home. And, but it was more than that. It was just uh, um, we realized a lot. <laughs> yeah. We did it, though. I mean, I can't imagine. Not many people could do that. Right. And we had... No, our dogs weren't with us. They were still back in San Antonio until the house was built, and then we flew down, rented a car, and drove them back. But um, not many people could endure that. And I will tell you, and just candidly, it was one of the toughest parts of um, our marriage, I would say. Dan loved the, he loved the design, build, and this, that, but I had school on my mind. I was trying to study that and I'd find myself having to study in this camp or, or go somewhere else and there's other ways to do it but it was um, I was ready I was ready to have a home back yeah and um, but I could see it luckily we could see the house we, could, we were right there right the house was three doors down we we're watching it being built and uh, but trying to make decisions on the house at the same time as trying to I just want to study for my next quiz exam etc it was just like it was just overwhelming at times and it was it was challenging yeah. but i tell you if you can live in a 40 square foot camper move to a brand new village build a house and start school and you can survive your marriage you can survive anything 
yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we are a great team. Yeah. We, it's, uh, you know, it's always, you know, it's not a lot of fun going through some of these tough times, but they just always make you tougher and stronger. I sure do. So, but uh, that was interesting. Sure That was, was fun. Do you want to talk about the camper? You know what? Let's, uh, let's wrap up this episode. Okay. And um, we're going to do a part two. And um, so for, through the magic of the interwebs, we'll, uh, we'll bring this one to a close mm-hmm. and we'll start talking uh, in the next episode. We'll carry on with uh, a little bit more about the house about design, the, house. the camper, the house build, mm-hmm. and um, you know, things that have transpired since. Yeah. Sound good? I think it's a great idea. Okay. okay. All right. All right, folks. Well, that's, uh, that's it for this episode. And uh, the next episode will be posted at the same time, so you can seamlessly go from one to the other without having to listen to what could be potentially be a two-hour-long episode of Simple Life Together. So how do we wrap this up? I like to um, So until next. So until next time, we hope. How did you used to do that? Yeah. Hope you enjoy your Simple Life Together. That sounds good. <laughs> All right, we're winging. <laughs> it's been that long.